0: Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans, this day being the 13th day of November, 2020. November 13th, 2020. Today is Friday and the time is 8.28 a.m. Good morning. I pray that when you get this message, whatever time of day it is, that you would receive it, that it will find you. In peace and health, for the love of God in you with joy, and that the grace of God would be sufficient for that day. He will give us enough grace for the journey. And so I love the Lord. He inclined his ear to me, He inclined his ear to us. He listens to our cry. Whatever we need, we don't have to be afraid. Just call on him and he will answer us. So Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you especially, Father, for a voice. that you've given me to speak your word, Holy Spirit. I ask you to continue to do the work in this vessel. That through this vessel, you may, you will reach many souls across this world. Help me. To continue not to be puffed up in pride, but to continue to walk in humility. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for your strength. You said your joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Continue to give me a hunger and thirst for your word and continue to give me hunger and thirst after righteousness. Father, you said blessed are they that a hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. I pray that everyone that receive these teachings, that they will have an insatiable thirst for your word. And so we are going to get right into what you've given us today. We have this gospel. To proclaim good news for men in all the earth. The gospel of a Saviour's name. We sing his glory, tell his worth. Tell of his birth at Bethlehem not in a royal house or hall, but in a stable dark, and dim the world, made flesh a light for all. Tell of his death at Calvary, hated by those he came to save in lonely suffering on the cross for all he loved his life he gave tell of that glorious easter morn empty the tomb for he was free He broke the power of death and hell that we might share his victory. Tell of his reign at God's right hand by all creation glorified he sends his spirit on his church to live for him the lamb who died now we rejoice to name him king jesus is lord of all the earth this gospel message we proclaim we sing his glory tell his words. yes we have this gospel to proclaim we have the gospel to proclaim to, pro- to proclaim it to the whole world but are you really ready to proclaim it are you ready to rescue the perishing? Are you ready to care for the dying? Are you ready to snatch them from Satan, from sin in the grave? Are you ready to plead over the erring ones? Are you ready to lift up the fallen? Are you ready to tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save? Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity, from sin and the grave. Weep o'er the erring one, lift up the fallen, tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. Though they are slighting him, still he is waiting, waiting the penitent child to receive. Plead with them earnestly, plead with them greatly he will forgive if they only believe down in the human heart crushed by the tempter feelings he buried that grace can restore touched by a loving heart wakened by kindness cords that are broken will vibrate once more. Rescue the perishing, duty demands it. Strength for thy labor, the Lord will provide. Back to the narrow way, patiently win them. Tell the poor wanderer, a savior has died. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save are you ready are you really ready to go are you ready to go are you ready for service are you ready to suffer grief or pain are you ready to stand the test are you ready to stay at home and send others if he sees best or are you ready to go Ready to suffer grief or pain. Ready to stand the test. Ready to stay at home and send others if he sees best. Ready to go, ready to bear. Ready to watch and pray ready to stand aside and give till he shall clear the way. Ready to speak, ready to think, ready with heart and brain, ready to stand where he sees fit, ready to bear the strain. Ready to speak, ready to warn, ready your souls to yearn, ready in life or ready in death, ready for His return. Ready to go, ready to stay, ready my place to fill ready for service lowly or great ready to do is will are you ready are you really really ready and if you're ready your eyes should be open to know where you're going open the eyes of my heart lord shining in the light of your glory pour out your power and love as we sing holy 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 to see you high lifted up shining in the light of your glory pour out your power and love as we sing holy 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 I want to see you I want to see you to see you high and lifted up shining in the light of your glory pour out your power and love as we sing holy 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 holy, holy. Holy, 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 I want to see you. I want to see you. You're ready. Your eyes, your heart, your ears have to be opened. How long has it been since you talk? with the lord and told him your heart's hidden secrets how long since you prayed how long since you stayed on your knees till the light shone through how long has it been since your mind felt at ease. How long since your heart knew no burden? Can you you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you? How long has it been since you knelt by your bed, and prayed to the Lord up in heaven, how long since you knew that he'd answer you and will keep you the long night through? How long has it been since you woke with the dawn and felt this day is worth living. Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you. How long has it been? How long has it been? How long has it been since you talked with the Lord and told Him your heart's hidden secrets? How long since you prayed? How long? since you stayed on your knees till the light shone through? How long has it been since your mind felt at ease? How long since your heart knew no burden? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you how long has it been since you knelt by your bed and prayed to the lord up in heaven how long since you knew that he'd answer you and would keep you the long night through. How long has it been since you woke with the dawn and felt this day is worth living? Can you call him your friend? How long has it been since you knew that he cared for you. How long? We just love you, Jesus. Help us to know that when we kneel in prayer, you are there. Bless you, Jesus. Our message this morning is Divine Alignment for Kingdom Assignment. Ringing the bell again. Divine Alignment for Kingdom Assignment. But I want to sing another song that is dropped in my spirit. If you give me a minute god is awesome because this assignment we're going to bring them in hark is the shepherd's voice i hear out in the desert dark country calling the sheep who've gone astray, far from the shepherds' fold away. Bring them in, bring them in, bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in, bring bring the wandering ones to Jesus. Who'll go and help this shepherd kind? Help him the wandering ones to find. Who'll bring the lost ones to the fold? Where they'll be sheltered from the cold. Bring them in. Bring them in. Bring them in from the field of sin. Bring them in, bring them in. Bring the wandering ones to Jesus. Out in the desert, hear their cry. Out on the mountains, wild and high. Hark, As the master, speaks to thee. Go find my sheep where'er they are. Go find my sheep, where'er they be. Bring them in, bring them in, bring them in from the fields of sin. Bring them in, bring them in, bring the wandering ones to jesus as i said the message divine alignment for kingdom assignment and it's the scripture our scripture this morning is matthew chapter 10 verse 1 to 15 where jesus chooses 12 apostles Now, the word divine means consecrated, holy, sacred, or spiritual. The word alignment means affiliation, agreement, alliance, association, union. A few days ago, I was saying, two have to agree. So he's aligning his people in agreement, in association. affiliation to go the word kingdom means a territory whichever territory he has assigned for you a territory dominion an area a domain a field or sphere whichever field he's sending you to whichever territory it's going to be for the kingdom the word assignment means something that has been assigned, such as a task, appointment, commission, duty, job, or mission. So here he is. He is sending them out on a mission, on an assignment. That's their duty. It's their appointment. So the word ready means to prepare or already prepared now ready set go set means position yourself go means to move forward from one place to another and so we just sang that song ready to go ready to do his will and so yes the message is divine alignment For kingdom assignment, not for your assignment. Not for another assignment. For kingdom assignment. He's aligning you. For kingdom assignment. He's aligning you with someone else. He's aligning you. It's time. Ready, set, go. As I said, the scripture... Matthew chapter ten, I will read from from verses one to fifteen. It says, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these: the first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose son name was Thaddaeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth, and commanded them, saying, go not into the way of the gentiles and into any city of the samaritans enter ye not but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of israel and as ye go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand heal the sick cleanse the lepers raise the dead cast out devils freely ye have received freely give provide neither gold nor silver Nor brass in your purses, nor scrip for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it, who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. And when ye come into a house, salute it. And if the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city." That's the word of God to 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 us today divine alignment for kingdom assignment he's sending them out Jesus called his twelve disciples he's still calling us whoever he's calling he does not call everyone, but if it's you um. It was said when I was growing up, if the, if the cap fits you, then wear it. Jesus called his 12 disciples. He didn't draft them. They did do in the army. He didn't draft them. He didn't force them or ask them to volunteer. He chose them to serve him in a special way. Christ calls us today. He doesn't twist our arms and make us do something we don't want to do. We can choose to join him or remain behind. When Christ calls you to follow him, how do you respond? The list of Jesus' 12 disciples doesn't give us many details, probably because there weren't many impressive details to tell. Jesus called people from all walks of life. Didn't matter. Fishermen, political activists, tax collectors. He called common people and uncommon leaders. He called them rich. He called the poor. He called the educated and uneducated. Today, many people think only people Many people think only certain people are fit to follow Christ but this was not the attitude of the master himself God can use anyone no matter how insignificant he or she appears when you feel small and useless remember that God uses ordinary people to do his extraordinary or ordinary work i told someone the other day i say Keep your eyes open. There's a lot of people on the block or wherever you want to call them. They don't look usable, but God is getting ready to pick them up, clean them up, fill them up, and use them. So remember that God uses ordinary people to do his extraordinary work. Bartholomew is probably another name for Nathaniel. Remember the scripture where Jesus saw Nathanael under the fig tree, and he knew what was in his heart. Yes. Thaddeus is also known as Judas, son of James. Simon the Zealot may have been a member of the Zealots. I'm not sure. The Zealots was a radical political party working for violent overthrow of Rome, of the Roman rule in, 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 in Israel. I'm not sure. Why did Jesus send the disciples to the Gentiles or the Samaritans? A Gentile is anyone who is not a Jew. The Samaritans were a race that resulted from intermarriage between Jews and Gentiles after the Old Testament captivities. Well, we still have intermarriages all over the world. Jesus asked his disciples to go only to the Jews because he came first to the Jews. God chose them to tell the rest of the world about him. God chose the Jews to tell the rest of the world about him. Jewish disciples and apostles preached the gospel of the risen Christ all around Roman Empire and soon Gentiles were pouring into the church. The Bible clearly teaches that God's message of salvation is for all people, regardless of race, sex, or national origin. It's for all people. The Jews were waiting for the Messiah to usher in his kingdom. They hoped for a political and military kingdom that would free them from roman rule and bring back the days of glory under david and solomon but jesus was talking about a spiritual kingdom the gospel today is that the kingdom is still near jesus the messiah has already begun his kingdom on earth in the hearts of us in the hearts of us his believers one day the kingdom will be fully realized. Then evil will be destroyed and all people will live in peace with one another. Jesus gave the disciples a principle to guide their actions as they ministered to others. He, he, he instructed them. He gave them a principle. He said, freely you have received. He said, freely give. He didn't say charge them. Wow. Wow. Well, here's a revelation. Jesus gave the disciples a principle to guide their actions as they ministered to others. Freely you have received, freely give. Because God has showered us with his blessings, we should give generously to others of our time, love, and possessions. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus said that those who minister are to be cared for. The disciples could expect food and shelter in return for the spiritual service they provided. Whenever he sends me on assignment, he feeds me, he clothes me, because I'm co-labor with him. He takes care of me. The disciples could expect food and shelter in return for the spiritual service they provided. Question is, who ministers to you? Make sure you take care of the pastors. Make sure you take care of the missionaries and teachers who serve God by serving you. Do you realize the scriptures tells us about that? 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 9. I want to give you the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 9. I don't want to hear say, I want to give you the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and 9. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, verse 9 to 10. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treaded out the corn, does God take care for oxen? Or set he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that plow it should plow in hope, and that he that thresh it in hope should be partaker of his hope. That's the word of God. And First Timothy chapter 5 and 17 declares, First Timothy 5 and 17, Seventeen says, "Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine." That's the word of God. That's what it says. Mark's account says to take a staff, that is a walking step, a walking stick. I'm reading from from verse 10, where he says, don't take no script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. Mark's account says to take a staff, that is a walking stick, and Matthew and Luke say, they, they say something else, Jesus may have meant that they were not to take an extra pair of sandals, an extra staff, or an extra bag. In any case, the principle was that they were to go out ready for duty and travel unencumbered by excess material goods. I know how how, one time I was sent by God and I packed up two suitcases, and I got a call from someone who didn't even know nothing and said, "Uh, Sister Evans, where are you going? I said, oh, yeah, I'm traveling. Well, anyhow, God takes care of the birds and so forth. You need to take those clothes out. (laughs) Empty yourself. He takes care of you. Why did Jesus tell his disciples to shake the dust off their feet if a city or home didn't welcome them? When leaving Gentile cities, pious Jews often shook the dust from their feet to show their separation from Gentile practices. If the disciples shook the dust of a Jewish town from their feet, it would show their separation from Jews who rejected their Messiah. This gesture was to show the people that they were making a wrong choice that the opportunity to choose Christ might not present itself again. Are you receptive to teaching from God? Are you receptive to teaching from God? If you ignore the Spirit's prompting, you may not get another chance. Verse 15 15 says, Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah and the day of judgment than for that city. The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by fire from heaven because of their wickedness. Those who reject the gospel, when they hear it, will be worse off than the wicked people of these destroyed cities who never heard the gospel at all. We don't want to reject it. Now, I'm going to go further. He's still sending them out. But remember, the disciples should expect persecution. I'm going to read from verse 16, John chapter 10, verse 16 to 25 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Could you imagine that? Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought, how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents, and cause them to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endured to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee ye into another. For verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man be come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house else above, how much more shall they call them of his household? I read to you from John chapter Matthew, sorry Matthew chapter ten. I just read verse sixteen to twenty-five. You will be opposed. You will be persecuted. Remember that. Mark that down. It will happen. You wouldn't be looking for it to happen, but that's the word of God. He says it'll happen. The if the world loves you, then you're part of the world. If you have no persecution, then well, you're not growing. Because you will be persecuted. The opposition of the Pharisees would be like ravaging wolves. The disciples' only hope would be to look to their shepherd for protection. Our only hope will be looking unto Jesus who's the author and finish of our faith. He will protect us. The disciples' only hope would be to look to their shepherd for protection. We may face similar hostility. Like the disciples, we are not to be sheep-like in our attitude, but sensible and prudent. We are not to be gullible pawns, but neither are we to be deceitful connivers. We must find a balance between wisdom and vulnerability to accomplish God's work. Can I say that again? We must find a balance between wisdom and vulnerability to accomplish God's work. In verse 17, verse 17, he says. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. Verse 18, he said, and ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. Later, the disciples experienced these hardships. See, he'd already told them. So they did experience it. They experienced it in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 5 and 40. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 5 and was 40. Acts 5 and 40 says, And to him they agreed. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. You see, but Jesus had already told them what was going to happen. He didn't hide it from them. Acts chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Acts 12, 1 to 3 says, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Acts 12, 1 to 3, Peter is put in jail. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. So they were already told what was going to happen. Not only from without, but governments and courts, but also from within. Within, meaning from friends and family. Living for God often brings on persecution, but with it comes the opportunity to tell the good news of salvation. In times of persecution, we can be confident because Jesus has overcome the world, and so will we. In John chapter 16, verse 33, the word word tells us that he overcame. John, thank you, Holy Spirit. John chapter, thank you, Lord. John chapter 16, verse 33, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I remember when the Holy Spirit gave me this um, not long after I got converted and didn't understand what he was talking about. But yeah, I live to see it. Still living to see it. But you overcome. You, You overcome. And those who stand firm to the end will be saved. Will be saved. But you have to stand firm to the end verse 19, Jesus told the disciples that when arrested for preaching the gospel, they should not worry about what to say in their defense. God's spirit would speak through them. The promise was fulfilled in Acts chapter 4, verse 8 to 14. And elsewhere, some mistakenly think this means we don't have to prepare to present the gospel because God will take care of everything. That's not true. Scripture teaches, however, that we are to make carefully prepared. That we are to make carefully prepared, thoughtful statements. In Colossians chapter four and six, it says, thank you, Holy Spirit. Colossians, I bless your name, Jesus. Colossians chapter 4 and 6, it says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. That's what it says. Jesus is not telling us to stop preparing, but to stop worrying. He's not telling us to stop preparing, but to stop worrying. He's telling us to stop worrying, be prepared. Standing firm to the end is not a way to be saved, but the evidence that a person is ready, really committed to Jesus. Persistent is not a means to earn salvation. It is the byproduct of a truly devoted life. I want to say that again. Being persistent is not a means to earn salvation. It is the byproduct of a truly devoted life. Verse 23. Christ warned the disciples against premature martyrdom. Some people were killed. They were martyred. But he had already warned them. They were to leave before the persecution got too great. Don't stay there and fight. They don't want you to leave. Okay? Verse 23. I want to repeat that again. Verse 23 it says, But when they persecute you in this city, flee. Leave. Flee ye into another. For Verily I say unto you, ye shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man become. So when they persecute you, don't stay. You leave. Christ warned the disciples against premature martyrdom. You don't have to be prematurely martyred. They were to leave before the persecution got too great. We have plenty of work to do and many people to reach. So you don't have to stay there and get up in that confusion. They persecuted. They don't want you to leave. We have plenty of work to do and many people to reach. Our work won't be finished until Jesus returns. And only after he returns will the whole world realize his true identity. Verse 25, it says, It is enough. For the disciple, that he be as his master and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Beelzebub was also known as the Lord of Flies and the Prince of Demons. The Pharisees accused Jesus of using Beelzebub power to drive out demons they will say all manner of evil against you, especially if they don't understand. Good is sometimes labeled evil. Sometimes you do good, they say you do evil. Good is sometimes labeled as evil. If Jesus, who is perfect, was called evil, his followers should expect that similar accusations will be directed at them. If Jesus, who is perfect, was called evil, we, his followers, should expect that similar accusations will be directed at us. But those who stand firm will be vindicated. Because he said, vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. And so the disciples will be persecuted. But we have this gospel to proclaim and ready set go because God is aligning us, divine alignment for kingdom assignment. I'm gonna stop here I just want you to know that there is much work to do and this in this hour, He's preparing us to go. He's letting us know that when we go, what we should expect. But we should know that He is with us. He will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And so, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. O oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like ever before. O oh, my soul. And worship his holy name. Father, we just thank you that where you lead us, we will follow. We thank you that you say we have this gospel to proclaim. You're sending us to rescue the perishing and to care for the dying and to bring them in from the field of sin. And God, you are aligning us for kingdom assignment. And Father, we thank you That you will give us grace, you will give us mercy, you will give us everything that we need to go. So ready, set, go. And today, those who are going to receive this word, I pray that God's grace, mercy, joy, love, peace be with you today. And that you stay safe. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you, this I know. And if it is you that he's getting ready to align for kingdom assignment to go, know that. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. It's heaven to me, wherever I be. If he is there, I counted a privilege, Lord. Your cross to bear. If Jesus goes with me, I'll go anywhere. Ready, set, go. Divine alignment for kingdom assignment. We bless you. God bless you today. I love you. This is Apostle Shirley Evans saying, stay safe. Don't let anyone steal the joy that God has given you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. I love you. God bless you today.